0: The Deal Lawyer Podcast with John Andrews, powered by JMW Solicitors. Welcome to the Deal Lawyer Podcast. I'm John Andrews. Today, we're going to talk to you about buying and selling high-profile businesses and businesses in, in interesting sectors.
1: And I know that you specialise and do a lot of work around high-profile businesses. Are they any different to buying and selling what I will call, in inverted commas, an ordinary business, John?
0: No, I mean, that's a really good question, Dom. The short answer to that is, is no. In, in many cases, all that you're really, really looking at are more zeros on the on head of the purchase price, bluntly. Um, but the actual process and form and structure of doing these deals d- doesn't really differ. There might be industry-specific matters which arise, but generally speaking, you're still looking at uh, a share purchase or asset purchase agreement, the same board minutes, a due diligence process, um, uh, at exchange and, and completion, so n- no real difference, but um, a, a bigger risk for the lawyers because the, because the money the money involved is higher.
1: And I, I hear you mention that word again, due diligence, or two words. Uh, it's th- those words are uh, what I've heard you mention so many times in previous podcasts. Do you? I mean, for example, if you're buying a football club, do you think actually there's no point in due, doing due, due diligence? I've watched this football club on the TV. I know that they're a decent
0: business. That's actually a really good question, Dom. If, you, if you're watching you know, the Premiership or, or the AFL, you're looking at those clubs thinking they've got cash to burn. The, the, the truth of it is, for many of these clubs, the finances are often precarious. Um, so for that reason, doing the due diligence on those businesses is, is all the more important. Um, the accountants obviously have, have a huge role to play in, in buying a football club. Um, from a legal perspective, what we're really looking at is, uh, are the property elements, so, do they own the ground? Do they own their trading ground? Their training ground. Um, we're looking at the contracts with suppliers, um, with sponsors. Importantly, so who are the sponsors? How long are they committed for? Um, how how does the sponsorship money get reviewed? Um, and what happens if a club gets promoted or, or, or demoted? So. Um, those are key areas to look at. And also, obviously, the, the contracts of the players, how long they're contracted for, who you're dealing with, who the agents are. So there are these industry-specific matters to look at, um, which increase the risks of doing these deals. But fundamentally, it's the same process of um, asking the right questions by way of an information request, getting that information uploaded into a, into a data room, trawling through that information and asking any additional supplemental questions that are appropriate and then doing a a detailed report to the client. So the due diligence process is the same as any deal. But given the figures involved, what you will find is the process is is longer and the actual report that you do will be far more detailed.
1: And there's always rumours around these sorts of deals, but presumably you'd want to guarantee confidentiality as well. How does that work, John?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, if if you're if you're selling if you're selling a club, um, obviously the sellers want it to remain highly confidential until, until the deal has been done and approved. So, and, and and there is a separate process of getting the deal done and then getting the final approval for it, which, which we can discuss a bit later. But in, in order to protect the confidentiality, you will have really tight um, non disclosure agreements, which are signed by all the parties at the outset. Quite often, the lawyers will be asked to sign that as well because. Having these deals flying around the office, you know everybody will, will, to a degree, will hear about those. Um, so you want to make sure that everybody's tied down tightly to keep it confidential. to, to keep it confidential, um, it's interesting though because the, the the press have an incredible way of with these deals of getting hold of rumours, and that doesn't necessarily come out of uh, anywhere else other than the club. Quite often, quite often those leaks come from within the clubs.
1: And there are sector-specific um, considerations, aren't there, particularly with football clubs. I'm thinking in particular things like the owners and directors test. Is that the sort of thing that you can advise on as
0: well, John? Yeah, absolutely. We, we do do that. And, and you know, Manchester Office in particular does, does a lot of this work. Um, so if you've got a deal approved in principle, you actually can't complete it until you get, until you get approval from the appropriate authorities. So um, they have to pass a fit and proper test, Uh, And this is to ensure that people that are buying football clubs, because obviously they have a, you know, an important emotional part of the community um, to ensure that they have the ability, A, to finance the club and B, that there's going to be no negative publicity impacts in those owners post completion. So, you know, we've all written the papers that there's a particular sensitivity of certain owners in certain countries coming in and acquiring clubs and I think the whole ethos now is to ensure that the clubs are protected and that they're run for the benefit of the fans um, and that the people that own them are ethically appropriate.
1: And esports is very popular as well. We've talked about football, but esports is is equally getting as, as big now. Um, and in general, sort of the computer games, software market. I know that you've got a
0: specialism in that area as well. Yeah, absolutely. We've acted for a number of computer game uh, manufacturers and suppliers. We've recently done a a sizable deal for one of them. Um, And they're interesting deals to do. And the the sectors that they're getting involved in now are moving beyond, um, you know, producing and selling consoles and games on there. So they're now moving to entertainment centres. So you'll see, for example, places that have got, uh, multi facilities so there might be a trampoline park there might be a go-karting track and then within that there will be a whole amusement arcade which are on a wholly different levels the ones i used to go to when i was a kid and the, the way these games interact you know you have virtual darts virtual acts sorry and anything you want nowadays um so it's, it's a fast-growing industry um and, and it's one that's really quite exciting to be involved in at the moment Excellent.
1: John, for anybody who'd like to get in touch with you for some advice uh, in relation to, um, to to corporate law, can you give us your phone number and tell us how to get in touch, please?
0: Yes, yeah, certainly. So 7768-26-036. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. I'm John Andrews. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. The Deal Lawyer Podcast with John Andrews, powered by JMW Solicitors.